0: You're listening to Mischief Media. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones. I'm Michael Paul Smith. I'm Ted O'Gorman. You know, Ted, sometimes when I ask for your help with something show-related— I look at your slack-jawed, vacant expression, and I just think you're the male equivalent of a deviant's homemade sex doll. And then you speak, and I realize you have even less to offer. Hmm? And that is my way of saying thank you to our production team. Without you, this season would not have been possible. I know we say a lot that it's just you, me, and Jillian working on the show, but this season especially, that is not the case. We have been helped every step of the way this season by our new friends Amita Ganatra and India Hui from Audio Muses. So thank you so much for everything you've done and please know that your contribution has stayed my hand from slitting the throat of one Ted O'Gorman, the most useless podcast host anyone could be cursed to partner with. Ted, thank them for keeping me from killing you. Hmm? Oh, sorry, I was feeding my Tamagotchi. What's up? Nothing, pal. Just, just unbelievable. (laughs)
1: Ha <laughs> ha! Nice catch, champ. Why don't you grab us a couple of sodas, huh? You got it, Dad. You know, years ago, I used to play catch with my dad. I can still smell the fresh cut grass of a ball field, the cool breeze of a summer evening, and of course, the classic taste of Ria Cola. For years, Ria Cola was the first and only refreshing soft drink to be made with all natural ingredients, like pure cane sugar and all natural flavors for a great taste that makes you feel good. Ria Cola was so natural that the good people at Ria didn't think they could make it any healthier, until now. Introducing new Diet Rhea. Ah, that's some great Diet Ria, but don't take my word for it. Listen to what these people have to say about
2: the smooth, delicious taste of diarrhea. Well, I drink diarrhea with lunch every day. The all natural ingredients give me a much better midday boost than a cup of coffee.
3: My kids love diarrhea. They have no idea that it's diet. (laughs) Absolutely no idea that I'm sneaking diarrhea into their glasses so they drink it.
0: My mom used to make me split diarrhea with my sister but now that I'm 10, I drink my own diarrhea. Hey, Thully, you hear that? Fucklebuck here drinks his
2: own diarrhea.
0: Oh, really? Get him. No, it's a soda. Here's what we do to wieners (coughs) that drink their own diarrhea. No, no, please. That's my thumb. No.
1: Yep, he can't get enough diarrhea. Neither can these folks.
4: Don't even talk to me in the morning before I've had my diet
3: I used to have to share diet with my brother, but then when I turned... <laughs> oh my god, Jimmy, what happened to your thumb?
4: Having diet is a big deal here on a construction site. And diet rhea comes in so many flavors that sometimes we'll share each other's diet rhea. I'll have some of Wally's diet rhea, he'll have a sip of Sam's diet rhea. Next thing you know, everybody's drinking everybody's diet rhea.
2: Hey man, pass me some
4: diet one diet rear coming at ya <sniffs> ah,
3: That's good. That's good right there. Mm. Mrs. Kovacs. Yes, doctor. How is he? Your son's going to be fine. His thumb is broken in three places, but we've said it and all is well. Oh, Oh, thank God. We'll have him out in a moment, and then we just need you to sign a few forms. Can we get you or your daughter anything? No, thank you. We've had all the dietria we can stand.
1: <laughs> dietria, the best feeling is finishing one.
2: Next, Next time, time you need a pick-me-up, up. don't reach for the coffee in your cup.
1: I'll see ya. Next time we have a dietria. diet-ria.
0: <sighs> and now we present. Winston Churchill playing a timeless children's board game.
3: And now we go live on BBC Radio as Prime
0: Minister Winston Churchill addresses the nation on our current international affairs.
5: Turning once again for the question of invasion. I would observe that there has never been a period in all these long centuries of which we boast when absolute guarantee against invasion could have been given to our people. There was always the chance, and it is that chance which has excited and befooled the imaginations of many continental tyrants. I have myself full confidence that if we all do our duty, if nothing is neglected, and if the best arrangements are made, as they are being made, we shall prove ourselves once again able to defend our island home. To ride out the storm of war and to outlive the menace of tyranny. If necessary, for years. If necessary, alone. We shall fight in the peppermint forest. We will wade through the licorice lagoon. We will stop at almost there. We shall reclaim Nana's nut house. We will endure a winter in the frosted palace. And we will meet King Candy at his castle, and defeat him. We shall fight to reclaim our candy land. Never give up. Never surrender. This shall be our icing on the cake.
0: This has been Winston Churchill playing a timeless children's board game.
4: Welcome back, everyone.
0: Yes, welcome back. So it's been a long and difficult year, just like the year before. <laughs> and Ted and I, like most people we know, had a really rough time. And like everyone, work was an issue. Money was tight. We didn't know what the future held for us. It was a complicated sort of mess. And we're not
4: saying we had it as hard as other people. We certainly didn't. Just hard for us because we're white middle-class men and we've never really dealt with adversity before.
0: Yes, so true. And we tried to deal with our new obstacles in an adult way. So when Ted and I found ourselves taking out our aggression on each other and when the shouting matches became too much to bear. When
4: the name-calling became about real insecurities that are deeply held by both parties. We did the
0: only thing two men can do when it becomes time to put the machismo aside and make amends for the sake of everyone involved.
4: We went to couples therapy.
0: Yes, we did. And some might find that odd. But when you work this close as a duo, you have basically the same dynamic as a couple. A non
4: romantic couple who need to bridge troubled waters to get back their spark. To light the flame of creativity and appreciation that has long since fizzled out into a depressing kind of mush that's left at the bottom of the candle holder when Ted, it's just I the wax left
0: and the ember. I told you you could say some things. I didn't say you could just ramble. Gotcha. The following is an excerpt from our last therapy session. We did a lot of work to get here, and we'd like to give a heartfelt thank you to Dr. Gregory Miller. His guidance is what got us back to writing and performing sketches after a really difficult time.
4: Thank you, Dr. Miller. We owe you one. Welcome back, gentlemen.
2: Uh, Thank you for joining me. Good to be here, Doc.
4: Hey, guys. um, I have more drawings to show you, Doctor. Jesus H. Christ,
2: already? Now, Michael, try and be patient with Ted. Now, Ted. You remember from the last time I said we don't need any more drawings, remember? I remember. No more drawings. That's good, Ted. That means you're listening. Now, Ted, do you remember what I did ask you to do for this week? Something about dreams? Have
0: dreams? Was that it? You see what I'm fucking dealing with, Doc? Do you hear this nonsense? I mean, it's got to be frustrating for you, too, because I hear your instructions just as clearly as he does, and believe me, he hears them, too. Dream journals. Journals, you fuck! He asked us to work on dream journals. It's not that hard. There's no wrong answer. Michael,
2: Michael, please. Michael. (laughs) I thought we made some progress with your hostility. Okay? Okay. Now, uh, if you keep this up, the chest pains are more than likely to return. Sorry, he's... He's just... So infuriating, Doc. I know, I know. Let's just concentrate on our assignment. Now, Ted, did you happen to write any of your dreams down? Oh, yeah, those.
0: I, I have that right here. Oh, my God. Then why didn't you give them before when he said the words dream? It's all
2: right. It's all right. <gasps> Mike? Michael? I'm going to give you a minute to calm down. And we're going to listen to Ted's dream journal first. Ted, please begin. Sure. Um,
4: My dream was pretty weird, but here it goes. I was laying in a giant clearing in the middle of a vast forest. I felt so peaceful. The sky was baby blue, and there were these little puffy clouds. I could hear the babble of a stream nearby. I could hear the wind in the trees and the soft song of the birds. I didn't know how I got into that clearing or what I was supposed to be doing, but there was no fear. That's good, Ted. That's very good. What else? And As I was laying there, I heard a sound that didn't fit the rest of the scene. It was an angry screech far off in the distance. It sounded like a scream that had escaped from hell through a crack in the Earth's crust. A scream of a thousand sorrows and a million hates. A bloodlust scream that had an unquenchable thirst for vengeance. I stood up and searched for the source of the sound. And then I found it. I saw the winged beast responsible for that terrible noise far off in the distant sky. I could hear the flap of the creature's wings as it flew closer. It had the body of a man, and the wings and talons of a giant pterodactyl. The sky darkened and I started to run. I thought if I could make it to the tree line... I could escape that terrible flying thing. My gosh, Ted, that must have been terribly frightening. It was. I ran with all my might. But it was like my feet were stuck in mud. No matter how hard I tried to move faster, the beast closed the distance. Its screams grew louder as it got closer, and I could sense my time was up. The man-pterodactyl creature snatched me up in its giant, sharp talons, talons that I could feel tear into the flesh of my shoulders. As he drove me high into the sky, the animal's screams turned to a deep laughter now, as we traversed ever higher. Until...
2: Until what, Ted? Until what? (laughs)
4: He dropped me, released me from that iron grip, and I plummeted to the earth and saw that the field I'd been resting in had transformed into a valley of jagged rocks. I would be dashed among the boulders. As I tumbled through the air, I thought about life, and just as I was about to be splattered on sharp stones, I woke up, just like...
0: That. Wow. That is super weird. Michael, please try not to judge. Sorry. No, Dr. Miller. I I mean, it's weird, because I wrote down my dream, and it's super similar to Ted's.
2: Like, eerily similar. Well, um, (laughs) I normally would want to tackle one dream at a time, but... Out of curiosity, I'd like to delve into yours. Mike, what was your dream?
0: Well, in short, I was a giant half-man, half-pterodactyl, and I saw Ted in a field, and I flew towards him and picked him up because I wanted to take him high into the air and drop him on a bunch of sharp rocks because he makes me angry, and in real life, I'd like to
2: drop him on sharp rocks from a great height. (laughs) So... Well, for starters, it seems like you have some kind of sympathetic dream system. I'll need to email some colleagues and get some sleep experts on this right away. But if we're in the same dream... That
4: means we're on the same page, right? Ah. Like, we're good to start writing again.
2: Well, in a way, but I don't understand how two people can have the same... Sounds like all systems go to me, buddy.
4: Thanks, Doc. You cured us.
2: You're the best, Doc. We'll Venmo you. No, no, Ted. No, no, Ted, Mike, you cannot go. No, 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 no. This is not... There
0: you have it. Ted and I were cured by mind science. We trusted a qualified professional with our deepest secrets and we are all good now. 100%. Mike. Yes? Do you
4: still want to throw me onto a bunch of jagged rocks?
0: I do. Yes, but a little less than before. And for me, that's as close to cured as I'm going to get. I'll take it.
4: Cool. Because I copied your dream journal.
0: Oh, fuck you. What? What's the big serious?
4: deal? It's just homework.
0: You fucking sold that dream. I used to copy your homework like in high school all right the time. Right out of your subconscious. And I, I you were just your chemistry. plagiarizing me. Co- you, you know what? This is what happens all the, is what all the
4: time. You think it's a This is what happens all the time when you sketch right. I do all dream. of the heavy lifting with the I'm writing, going and I'm a smoke. i Take hey, your lithium. You're insane. All right? You're insane. Oh, yo. Put some ice down your trousers.
0: This episode is brought to you by Wonder Years Style Nostalgia. Ted and I were just two friends working our way through high school and all its uncertainties. Summer was upon us, along with all its exuberance, as well as the anxious possibilities of our upcoming junior year. But when we whiled away the hours at the main beach house, all we did was laugh. When the sun went down and Ted wrapped himself in that dusty quilt and curled up in the giant papasan chair by the window and pretended to be a crazy old kook who shouted poop at unsuspecting passersby as they headed back to their cars after a day at the beach I knew at that moment that our friendship was deeper than the times we were in true story That was too good. That was, like, I would cast you in that commercial. Yeah, That's great. Exactly. I'm mean, your regular Kirk Cameron. Please do.
1: Is this a test? Is this actually, is this a casting, really?
3: I used to have to share my diarrhea with my brother, but then...
0: <clears throat> brother was not intentional. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little newsy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Great. (laughs) You know, I can't do Peter Lorre, but I can do a laughing pterodactyl. Neither can I, as it turns out.
2: (laughs) So, Ted had a dream about being snatched by a man pterodactyl and you had a dream of being, being the man, a man pterodactyl snatching Ted and dropping him on sharp. Ted rocks. specifically,
0: <laughs> I even yelled as I dropped him, "Think about life, you fuck!"
2: I heard that from the monster.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wait, wait. Let me get this straight. You said something in your dream, and Ted, you heard it in your dream. Holy
4: shit. Yeah, think, think cool.
0: about life, you fuck! I heard that. And then you thought about life. Wow.
4: And then I thought about life on the way down. Yeah. Fuck.
2: That was super fun. Oh, Appreciate so it. glad it was yeah, fun having <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> With boom, boom, yeah, like the onomatopoeia. Um. I'm just drinking this diarrhea, uh, diarrhea out the front and the back, and I love that shit, yo, get him, attack, uh, yeah, I'm, I got a bad Italian voice, seriously, I have made a lot of choices that were not very good, but that's alright, uh, I'm not hard as wood anymore, I need a sag bag, um... Yeah, gotta call my dad back. Uh, what else am I gonna say? Fran! Seriously, damn Fran. It's not the man. Fran is the woman over there. i um, hanging out. Uh, my derriere is actually very sweaty because I turned my air conditioning off because it softly whispers into the microphone. Doesn't really, really help. Uh, put my fucking shit on the shelf. Uh, I'm getting a little bit tired. Headphones are wired. I uh, pull my nipples with pliers. When I want to get an erection, the end.
0: <laughs> that was silly. Hope you enjoyed that sketch. Ted, did I ever mention to you that in my spare time, I enjoy making spaghetti and knitting? My friends call me Mikey Spaghetti.
4: You're still doing A League of Their Own. Just tell them the next sketch is weird. That's all we need. And then we're out
0: of here for the day. If they're listening to our show, they know that Shut are about to just hear something shut up, and Just shut up. Just shut up. I'm just saying, we're, we're dumbing it down should, for them. They know shut what to expect. The fuck up. If they're listening to season three, they know.
3: Ted and Michael reads sketches into microphones is written and directed by Michael Paul Smith and Ted O'Gorman. With some room for improv, because this is a comedy podcast, friends. We're not tied to the page. In addition to your hosts, Ted and Michael, this season features the voice talents of. Andrew Bancroft, a.k.a. Jelly Donut, Anissa Folds, James Monroe Iglehart, C. Julian Jimenez, Eddie Lee, Patrick McCartney, Janice McIntyre, Hallie O'Gorman, Mike O'Gorman, Emmanuel Polycarp, April Sickler, Nick Walker, and me, Jillian Pensavale. I'm also the executive producer. Season three of Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones was recorded, edited, sound designed, and mixed by the badass team at Audio Muses, India Hui and Amita Ganatra. This season was produced in association with our friends over at Mischief Media, as well as co-producer Jensen Parker-Neal. Original music for Ted and Michael season three, composed by India Hui. You can find full credits, plus episodes, transcripts, and more at tedandmichael.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help a lot, and... To To be honest, since it's just us here, Ted and Michael need a lot of reassurance and it would just make my life so much easier. Thanks. Follow the guys on Twitter at Ted and Michael, individually at Ted O'Gorman, at MPSmithNYC, and use the hashtag Ted and Michael on all the things. For love notes and hate mail, use Ted and Michael at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. And hey, stay weird, friends.